Welcome to another episode of the Roots Roots Podcast, where we promote and preserve the rich African-American culture. Hi, my name is Marjorie Johnson, and I'm your host this month for Catherine Dunham, originally written by Theda Palmer Saxon, May 1978, updated March 2021 by Perry Gaffney. Catherine Mary Dunham was born June 22, 1909, in Chicago, Illinois. Her mother, Fanny June Taylor, a French-Canadian with Indian blood, was 20 years older than Catherine's father, Albert Miller Dunham, and already a grandmother of five when Albert started wooing her. They married about 1905 and moved to the suburbs of Glen Ellen, Illinois, where interracial marriages were treated with less contempt. Her mother died when she was three years old, so Catherine and her older brother, Albert Jr., were shifted from one relative to another while her father worked as a traveling salesman. To survive, little Catherine learned to observe people's habits. Her desire to research and experience other people culturally was possibly rooted in this period of her early childhood. She talked to the planets for guidance and inner strength, and she studied dance because it was a natural release for self-expression. It moved her from the ranks of the non-person she so often felt as a child to a point of self-identity. When Catherine's father remarried and opened a dry cleaning shop, life improved some but they still struggled. At school, young Catherine was fraught with concern about her personal appearance. Her wardrobe was primarily composed of hand-me-down clothes and shoes with makeshift cardboard soles. Catherine made her dance debut in a church when she was eight years old, but it was at the Little Theater Company of Harper Avenue that Ludmilla Speranziva A former member of the Moscow Art Theater observed Catherine and was so impressed that she gave the talented teen free ballet lessons for years. Dunham also studied ballet with Mark Turbyfield and Ruth Page. Catherine organized a dance school in an old, unheated barn in Chicago to pay her college tuition. A student of anthropology, She initiated an approach to dance that would eventually distinguish her as the most outstanding dance anthropologist and ethnochoreologist. Dunham revolutionized dance by teaching serious dance culture. She taught the art, the religion, and to some degree, the language of the people whose native dances they performed. The drums, costumes, and settings were all faithful to their original ritualistic and ethnic concepts. In 1931, when she was 21 years old, Catherine Dunham created the first black ballet troupe, the Ballet Negra, that debuted in Chicago's Beaux Arts Ball. Her students were students of culture first and dance second. After their first performance, many parents persuaded their children to sever association with Dunham's company because they found the scanty costumes offensive. But the faithful remained and continued to learn from the budding genius. They went on to perform at the Chicago Art Theater and the Chicago Civic Opera Company. 
Mrs. Alfred Rosenwald Stern, a patron of the arts, saw the show and was so impressed, she arranged an interview for Catherine with the Julius Rosenwald Foundation Scholarship Committee. When asked what she planned to study, she replied, The dancers of the West Indies, their primitive backgrounds, their choreographic and rhythmic patterns. They granted her a scholarship. Dunham set off for the Caribbean with her scholarship money and stayed for a year and a half. The Rosenwald Foundation entitled her study, Anthropology and the Dance. Haiti proved to be her favorite of the islands she visited. When Catherine arrived in 1936, she was eager to become close to the commoners. She studied the island's early history of bloodshed and realized that voodoo or voodoo was the unifying force. Years later, she became a mambo of the voodoo religion. She also recognized the strong influences of African slaves. She returned to complete her studies at the University of Chicago. After receiving her master's and doctoral degrees in anthropology, Catherine began her career as a choreographer and promoter in New York City, where she founded the Catherine Dunham School of Cultural Arts. Until Dunham arrived, African-rooted dance as a serious medium was a historical approach had never been explored. The Catherine Dunham Dance Company stunned the dance world. The Dunham technique was an original combination of African origin movement, traditional ballet, and African-American rhythms. Dunham was concerned not only with the style and physical execution of a dance, but the cultural context and authenticity as well. In 1931, Catherine married Jordi Makou, a dancer and poster worker. They divorced in 1938, the same year Miss Dunham met John Pratt, who became her set and costume design collaborator. She and Pratt married in 1941 and adopted a 14-month-old girl, Marie-Christine Dunham Pratt, from Martinique in 1951. She and John stayed married until his death in 1986. Dunham's influence quickly spread. She choreographed and danced in Broadway shows like Tropics and Le Jazz Hot, Cabin in the Sky, Val Negra, and Carib Song, and also in Hollywood films including Cabin in the Sky, Casbah, Star Spangled Rhythm, and Stormy Weather. The Catherine Dunham Dance Company toured 57 countries on six continents for 20 years. Her trailblazing strides opened doors for other African Americans who began their own companies, like Alvin Ailey and Arthur Mitchell of the Dance Theater of Harlem. Eartha Kitt was a Dunham School graduate who later joined the company. Other Dunham Technique students were James Dean, Shirley MacLaine, Gregory Peck, Jose Ferreira, Jennifer Jones, Shelley Winters, and Sidney Portier. Marlon Brando would sometimes play the bongos in class, and jazz bassist Charles Mingus held regular jam sessions with her drummers. In 1963, Dunham choreographed a production of Aida, starring Leah Teen Price for the Met in New York City. 
The Dunham Company's last performance was at the Apollo Theater in Harlem in 1965. Catherine was first published when she was 12 years old. It was a short story called Come Back to Arizona and was featured in the Brownies book. Published books include Journey to Acapong, A Touch of Innocence, Memoirs of Childhood, recalling the first 18 years of her life, Casamance, a fantasy, her only novel, and Island Possessed, that chronicles her participation in Labtet, the first level of voodoo. These ceremonies use snakes, blood, fire, and drums that certainly would have caused the average person to think twice about the initiation. But nothing discouraged Dunham's need to understand ritual and explore unconventional mysteries. Catherine the Great, so dubbed by the Washington Post, used her position of prominence to highlight and fight social injustices. She delayed the start of a show in Louisville, Kentucky, which she discovered that local blacks were relegated to the balcony. In another city, she refused to perform after learning that the African-American residents were not allowed to buy tickets to the show. In the 1950s, Dunham choreographed a piece called Southland that featured a black man hanging from a rope. In 1992, at 83 years of age, this venerable icon began a hunger strike in support of Haitian refugees. Social activist Dick Gregory held a nonstop vigil outside her East St. Louis home for the 47 days that she fasted. She ended her fast when exiled Haitian President Jean-Bertrand Aristide and Jesse Jackson asked her to please stop risking her life. She later received the Denour Haitian American Chamber of Commerce Award, Haiti's highest medal of honor for her heroic support. Other awards include the French Legion of Honor, the Presidential Medal of the Arts, the Kennedy Center Honors, the Albert Schweitzer Music Award presented at Carnegie Hall, the Southern Cross of Brazil, an NAACP Lifetime Achievement Award, the Women's International Center's Living Legacy Award, a Lincoln Academy Laureate, and the Urban League's Lifetime Achievement Award. She also has a star on the St. Louis Walk of Fame and received an honorary degree in fine arts from Harvard. After living in many years in Dakar, Senegal, Catherine returned to the United States and became a research professor at the East St. Louis campus of Southern Illinois U. In 1967, she created the Dunham Dynamic Museum in East St. Louis, where she used her talents to temper and redirect the energies of the volatile street gangs through the performing arts. In the mid-1990s, Catherine Dunham was near destitution, living across the street from her East St. Louis Museum. Then friends moved her to an assistant living facility in New York City. That remained her home until this dancer, choreographer, educator, author, activist, matriarch, and queen mother of black dance died of natural causes on May 21st, 2006, a month short of her 97th birthday. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
Roots has been documenting the strides of African-Americans in every artistic and cultural facet for over 40 years, enlightening and inspiring readers with articles about dance, theater, music, art, photography, education, politics, and more. Roots promotes and preserves the rich African-American legacy for future generations. Make sure you do not miss the next episode and follow Roots Roots on Spotify for in-depth articles about African-American culture, events, and much more. Visit our website at roots-mag.com.